your friends back at the gig. But he got me at my mama crib. Then he helped me get my mama a crib. Big brother was Big's brother. Used to be Dame and Big's brother. Who was hip hop brother? Who was no ID friend? No ID my mentor. And I let the story begin. Begin. Let the story begin. If you feel the way I feel, why don't you wave your hands? All right, welcome back. I'm glad you found your way here. It's a quote, uh, DJ Drama. Yeah, that's right. I'm quoting my people now. So today in our episode, uh, we have my brother, Chris Kuhn. Now, for those of you who don't know much about him, uh, personally, I think he is one of the most impressive people. This is non-biased in my entire life. Um, Outside of when he was a kid, he actually double bounced me off my mom's bed and managed to bounce me off with enough force to crack my skull open. I mean, that's pretty impressive if you ask me. Outside of that, he also used to put Tonka trucks on my head. Oh, okay, maybe I should not talk about that. Uh, <laughs> childish stuff aside, he actually has done a lot in you know being only on the service for twenty years. At least in high school, you know, I can remember him working at Kroger all the time, doing the work of probably four or five people all at once. And I mean, he put so much time and effort into that, along with being a multi-sport athlete. Varsity in cross country and track, if I am not remembering that correctly. I'm sure I am because he was a fantastic runner. Uh, and he also took a ton of hard classes here at the high school. And almost, I think most notably, he was one of the founding members of Tigers Inc. So in this interview, we get to discuss a lot of the things that he did to set up the organization, different lessons he learned, and how he's kind of realized that experiential learning or learning by experience, from experience, has kind of been his greatest teacher. So uh, that's going to be what we're covering in that. And uh, one last announcement regarding the dog park. That launch is tomorrow, May 7th, Saturday, from 10 to 12. It's going to be a lot of fun. Bring your dogs out. Have them come around and get a new lay of the land. And, hey, if you don't have a dog, well, we might have an opportunity for you. We're actually going to be having some dogs showcased that are going that are going to be up for adoption. So, hey, if you're trying to convince your parents that you get a dog, there are some real cuties out there. They might be able to convince them otherwise if they've been giving you a hard time about it. So, hey, come out to the Kiwanis Park again tomorrow from 10 to 12. It'll be a great time, great weather, great dogs, great fun. Now, what I'm going to do for these last couple episodes just to have some fun. I've been kind of getting tired of the musical composition I wrote for the show. And I'm just going to throw on some stuff that I've been listening to as of late. So, for this interview, uh, segueing into it is a beat from the desk of Madlib. Now, he made this for MF Doom's album, Mad Villain. It is called Meat Grinder, and it's going to take us into the show. So, without further ado, let's do this. organization tigers incorporated what was it like i guess in high school before this was like a concrete thing like what was the first thing you heard about it um well i should point out you know the whole thing from the beginning was really mr Mernan's brainchild 
and uh, he had just come and started the first year of his classes in business, which were accounting and personal finance. Um, and by the end of that year, I think he'd kind of picked out some people that he thought might be interested in growing what would become Tigers Inc. Um, we didn't really have at that point, you know, a concrete idea of what we were going to do, what the goals were. Um, but we very quickly found out, I mean, it was a great fit for a nonprofit. The opportunity to connect with the community was huge. Um, and it kind of just grew from there in that summer of 2019. So like, what were some of the things that you can either say that like you point to and you did, or like you as a group did that you're like really proud of? Yeah. Um, so I, I personally was in wealth management, which is still a cohort today. Mm -hmm. um, at the time, it was wealth management, marketing and uh, management, which my particularly in wealth management, I worked a lot with, you know, filing specific uh, incorporating documents, looking at like our tax obligations, um, things that, you know, are, are typical of what my major is now, operations management. Um, and, and really building the company, getting, you know, the legal and uh, the legitimate details and filing completed, getting it to be the organization it is today. So what were some of the main, like, challenges in the building process of the Tigers Inc.? Um, well, I mean, for one, there was not really a model for us to follow. There was no curriculum or instructions. Um, certainly people have created nonprofits before, but to do what we were doing and have it run by high school students to do that alongside classwork um, and, and during class time was kind of new. So there weren't, uh, there were not cut and dry rules or steps to follow. Um, and so we, I'd say the challenge was kind of blazing that path on our own and, and just kind of going and taking risks and figuring out the hard way um, whether, you know, the things we were doing were correct. And I think a lot of the inspiration for that courage and uh, drive to just go do things came from Mr. Mernan. Um, I, I can remember, you know, when this idea was first getting started, he essentially had to go to the board and, and pitch this brand new idea that was unlike anything at Loveland, anything anywhere. Uh, and that, that kind of stuck out to me. I remember thinking, you know, this is how things like this are done. You just have to go pitch it, do it, file it, you know, take that leap. If the greatest, or the, you know, the worst outcome is you're wrong or you get turned down, I mean, that's not so bad. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the, uh, the potential, seeing what we have today, was completely worth it. So I'd say, you know, the, the biggest challenges in specifically the stuff that my year and, and my team was doing um, was that, you know, we, we just kind of had to, you know, do our research, do our due diligence and, and take our best educated guess at what the best way to do it was. And I think it turned out pretty well. So you would say that more or less what you were doing, you are kind of getting, not necessarily like having a direct goal of what you wanted Tigers Inc. to do, but just creating Tigers Inc. to begin with. That was more or less your focus. Right. Mm -hmm. We were, we were very, um, limited in what we could do in terms of outreach and, marketing in our first year and we still did a lot of that but for the most part the focus was all on figuring out what this organization was going to be how do we establish and how do we structure it um, certainly still lots of great experiential takeaways just from that and it seems like you know how how could a team of 20 or so people spend just a whole year you know only doing kind of setup and foundation stuff when you want to future-proof your organization and, and really make sure it is set up as best as it can operate, 
there are companies that take more than a year and more than a team of 20 people. Um, you know, figuring out things like what your mission and vision are going to be. How do you present those to the community? How do you, you know, act on the different goals you have and fit all of that into your nonprofit purpose? Um, so that was, you know, it, it, it's very uh, time consuming. We did spend most of the year doing things like that, but very valuable and uh, certainly a great payoff when, you know, you want the organization to last for decades, ideally. So needless to say, all this work that went into it, I think in order to accomplish something like you guys did, it takes everyone, you know, to buy into that goal or that direction that you want to head in. Was that difficult at first to kind of get everyone on that same page or did that come easier with time? You know, I think we got really lucky because Mr. Mernan, for one, I think selected a great group of students and he did a great job at getting everyone on board with this idea that, you know, look, this is not just an elective. This is not just, you know, a, a one year phase or something. I mean, you guys are, are going to build something that will become a future here. Um, and so, you know, as far as I can recall, there was, you know, not a single person, uh, not a single activity that we did not undertake with the, you know, future and a, a growth mindset. Um, so I think, especially in hindsight, you know, looking at how people have continued to connect with Tiger Zinc, I think there was, um, we benefited from a very strong, you know, team sense of the legacy and, and wanting to create something that we could leave behind, could run itself and we could be proud of. So looking into the future, how far do you see yourself um, working with this program? Ideally, I, I don't right now see like a hard end date at all. Um, so I accepted the treasurer position in my first year of college. Um, and to be honest, nothing would make me happier for uh, a student to come up to me, you know, as they're leaving or maybe even going into their senior year at Tigers Inc. Uh, and, and, you know, if someone came up and said, hey, I, I, I want to get in, invested in the board and, you know, start com um, contributing to the organization this way, that would be fantastic. Because, you know, I've, I've clearly, just in the past year and a half of doing this, gotten even more experience, even more credentials out of Tigers Inc. Um, so not to say that I want to stay where I am forever. I would love to see uh, more people get opportunities like mine and, and pass it along. But I think looking at the, you know, the long-term future of Tigers Inc., I've done a lot of thinking, especially in college years, about you know, what do I want my legacy to be? It's a long ways out, you know, when, when some, you know, you really leave things behind and, and you know, pass on. But um, I, I think certainly Tigers Inc. is the first and, and right now biggest part of what my legacy could be. Mm. So, you know, decades from now, if I'm still involved, whether, you know, a donor, an advisor, a guest speaker, that I would be thrilled. So given that it's like such a big part of, you know, your legacy that you want to have as a person, what were some of the skills you picked up? Because I think that's the greatest thing that this mm -hmm. course has to offer is that you can pick up on so many things you otherwise wouldn't if that opportunity wasn't there. So what are some of those you've been able to apply to your life even or just your career? I, I would say it was 50-50 between, you know, actual practical, you know, I can do this now and the connections and experiences I took away from it that, you know, you can't really pinpoint to one specific task how it's going to benefit you. Um, and what I mean by that, you know, that first half of it, how do you file for a nonprofit? How do you get recognized at a state level, get your tax exemption status, um, understanding your tax obligations and your reporting requirements going forward? Um, things like that are certainly going to be useful um, in any company or no matter what I do in life. 
um, understanding how to work with those government and, and, you know, kind of bureaucratic processes is one thing. Setting up things like the website, domain, um, you know, back-end stuff that wealth management was handling. That would be the half that, you know, we could apply to stuff literally in the future. But looking at the connections and experiences, you know, the guest speakers we had come in um, seemed like at least every other week that would share their background, their perspective. Um, to me, that's just as valuable, if not more valuable, the people we talked to and networked with and partnered with. Um, you know, kind of this discrete set of experience that is really even more broad than the stuff that you can point to and, and redo later. Mm. So with that, all that uh, experience in hand, uh, what are you doing at this moment? So right now I'm in my second year at UC, um, finishing up my exams next week. And then a year from now, I should be on track to graduate with my bachelor's. Um, and this past fall, I started a co-op with a logistics place down in Over the Rhine, kind of by Finley Market. Um, and we primarily broker freight. Uh, it's kind of a whole industry I, I had no idea about, um, but it connects really well with my operations degree. Um, essentially, you know, you've got customers, think, you know, Walmart, Kroger, big shipping companies that can't always move all of their product within their own network of drivers. And so they, rather than trying to find trucking companies on their own and bearing the risk of, you know, a service failure, an insurance issue, they come to a third party logistics service like us, pay us a rate, we find the driver, we coordinate insurance, compliance, taxes, safety, all of that. Um, and it's a really interesting field. It's very lucrative. Um, it's it's a very it's a good fit for people who are money motivated, which I've found more and more. So I'm you know getting to that point, um, especially with college and, and student loans and all that. I mean, how can you not be? Um, but that's where I'm at right now. They've been just excellent with training and um, you know different opportunities within the company. But I would like to think that a large part of what got me that job was being able to point to, you know, those things that I did in Tigers, Inc. that, you know, aside from your class, my class, really not a lot of other people can point to something like that and say, yeah, we, we did that. We didn't just learn it. I mean, we really did it and executed it. Here were my experiences. Here were the people I met. I mean, I think in any job, not just that one, um, you know, having that experience to talk to is, is huge. So is this like a field now that you're more familiar with it? Do you like plan on, or do you even like want to be like in this type of logistics side of business? Is that something that you're thinking you want to do later with your life or go down other ventures? You know, I'm not really sure. Um, and that's one thing that they've been really great about that has kept me there is, you know, I can be very open about what I want to pursue. Um, and it's a young company relatively as well. You know, you might have heard of, TQL, Total Quality Logistics, the stadium they have downtown. Um, I had applied there some months before I started at Custom Pro Logistics. And the culture, you know, seemed pretty good as well, but it's a much larger company. Your opportunities to grow or invent a career for yourself are, are you know, far fewer in between. Mm -hmm. um, so I could definitely see myself with CPL in a decade. Um, I just don't know what I would be doing, but I feel supported in, you know, the different pathways I could take. Um, and I'm glad I have, you know, like I said, experience like Tigers Inc. Uh, and, and, you know, various uh, different programs through high school that 
and college that I can point to and, you know, have some confidence that I've done things experientially already. So that being said, like, what are you doing in college right now that is, like, either directly applying to what you're doing right now with CPL? Like, what do you think overarching is going to come out of that to help you later on? Yeah. Um, well, the, the focus of operations management is very tight on logistics, supply chain. Um, you know, the difference between the degrees, at least, at UC is a couple of classes, um, you know, to where you could switch very late into it. Operations management, in the way I would define it, it kind of um, it encompasses more of the entire organizational components in the logistics and supply chain. You know, how, how is our human resources going to fit in with the procedures that we put in place to deliver our products? How, you know, what are the tax implications of producing things a certain way and in a certain order? Um, it's, it's a much more broad study of it. Um, but the, I think, you know, ultimately looking at what I'll take away from college, the experience of this co-op will be far and away the most valuable thing I'll have taken away. And that's why I went to UC, was the co-op program, the experience. Um, what kind of guided me to that priority was having done Tigers Inc. for a year and been so, sec so successful in an experience-based curriculum, you know, I wanted the bulk of my value in my degree to be experience-based. And, you know, like I said, so far, um, I'm enjoying it, you know, every bit as much as I was Tigers, Inc. So, like, basically what you're saying is it's all kind of building on top of each other where now, like, you're kind of in deep in the business world. You're kind of seeing how this thing over here affects that, and it's just mm -hmm. kind of clicking on your head as you actually live through it. Right. And that's something that um, OM as a major is really great for. Um, people will do that and then, you know, take a minor in like information systems or marketing or something specific where they want to work because, you know, you can't just, there's no one person in charge of all the operations of a company. You can't take that degree and say, okay, I'm going to be the chair of operations. I mean, you could after decades, but you find a starting point yeah. and you find a specific passion, you know, within operations. For me, that's technology primarily. Um, I don't know that I'd go back for a minor, but specifically, yes, what this co-op and, you know, various courses, especially towards the end, have shown me is how can I fit my interests into the book of business that I'm building? So earlier on, you mentioned that you would be getting your bachelor's in three years. So mm -hmm. I was just wondering how you're um, able to accomplish that with your work. Yeah, um, well, all credit to Loveland High School for that one. Um, I took a variety of AP and um, like the, the engineering classes offered through Great Oaks, um, various things that got me credits. I think when I all put together, I brought in 27 credit hours. So 30 is a full semester. Um, so that was basically just, you know, I had to do one extra class one semester and I'd have been, you know, at that point and like I am now fully basically a year ahead. Um, and that's not to say that I did that, you know, cause I wanna get in and out of college as quick as I can, but when you are paying tuition the full time and you know you have to live on campus which is almost anywhere going to be more expensive than you know you've graduated you can live wherever near your work um you know like i said being money motivated doing it in three years at a quarter you know a quarter less the cost um just made perfect sense now most of the ap's and and you know like the engineering things i did in high school i, I would say about half of the credits um, do not apply to operations management at all, specifically a lot of computer science stuff, um, you know, like AP physics. 
but I have no regrets in taking those courses because they were things, you know, that are still applying and can apply, like, you know, looking at the IT courses um, to what I can possibly do with my skills when I combine that with my degree. So if you're in a position, you know, kind of early in high school or you've got, you know, a bunch of APs and electives that will earn credit, um, you know, don't worry if you've changed your mind by the end of high school and are thinking, you know, it's all been a waste. They'll still apply to your degree. They can just go into your um, free electives, basically the equivalent of it, which you have usually about a semester's worth required for most degrees. Um, and so it'll still put me that much further ahead, and I still think they were very valuable, but uh, that's kind of how I got there, and definitely uh, it'll be great to have that much less debt and more time to you know, work on my professional career. So that being said, I know this is an interesting time in your life. we got a lot of things going on. Where mm -hmm. do you think you want your career to take you? So I could see staying with the co-op I'm at currently for you know, a number of years. Um, I would certainly, you know, before I wanted to take off or, you know, try and grow in, in some other personal way, I'd want to have a good nest egg built up. Um, and I feel very fortunate that the, the company and industry I'm with is, is very good for that. Um, logistics tends to have kind of a higher turnover rate than some others because it can be very stressful, specifically like what we do as a third party logistics it causes some burnout for people who aren't built for the stress of, you know, responsibility and, you know, all the things you have to be managing. But that's why that industry exists is these companies, you know, that have excess freight they need moved don't want to deal with the headaches that they're paying us to deal with. Um, so, you know, I see myself pushing through that for a number of years, making as best money as I can. Um, and you know the good news is from there I don't uh, I don't think I really need to have a specific plan because between you know those credits that I brought in the experiences at Tigers Inc the classes all have completed at UC and you know by that point the years I'll have had with this company um, I think I will I will have such a good book of business and variety of skills that. I could probably pursue anything that you know appeals to me. It could be something personal. It could be another company. It could be a completely different you know position within the company I'm at now. You know, maybe it grows and there's um, you know a need for something in the information system side of things. Um, so it's hard to say, but at the same time, you know, I feel very confident that um, it will not be an issue. You know, finding something to stay interested, stay motivated within what I'll have at that time. And um, that's a great feeling to have. <laughs> well, I mean, it sounds like you just want to have like that freedom and capability to do mm -hmm. really whatever you set your mind to. I mean, you definitely already can, but if you spend that much time in that field and that industry, you're gonna be able to learn so much and then apply that to whatever your heart desires when you're all said and done. Oh, absolutely. And you know, it's like I said, I've, I've only been at this co-op now for about eight, nine months. And um, I feel like already it has surpassed the entire first two years of classes in terms of you know knowledge value and uh, because you know bi business classes are are very um, I mean look at what Tigers Inc does we don't we don't use a curriculum it's very experiential everything is experiential uh, and I never found myself bored not once hmm. we did not cover you know I'm assuming you guys still don't today you don't cover you know typical textbook business um, curriculum where it's like you know, this is how it's done. These are, you know, those are things you learn in college in terms of, you know, the nitty gritty of specifics and formalities. 
that experience, the same thing I'm doing in a co-op right now, um, being more valuable than it, I think ultimately, oh crap, I forgot the question. Oh no, I was just asking. <laughs> uh, actually, no, I don't, I forgot the question too. How about Maybe we we'll cut that part. Yeah, we cut that out, all right. <laughs> Dylan, why don't you bring us home? All right, so with these past few years of experience now, is there anything that you would tell your younger self to prepare for the future? Um, well, you know, I can't really go back, obviously. You know, you, I know you're asking hypothetically. Yeah. Um, and so I, I try not to linger on that too much. Like, certainly, you know, in, in high school, um, I would have been just fine not going through APs or trying to get credit here and there for stuff um, that has helped me now. And I'd like to think, though, that even if I hadn't done that, um, like, you know, there, there's no sense in thinking what I could have done better. What I think is more productive is looking at what can I do to, you know, spread what I figured out, what worked for me. Um, and for me, I mean, that's Tiger's Inc. Um, it's been a great outlet for me to go in and, and, and for the record, you know, as treasurer, I actually compared to most nonprofits, probably have, you know, some of the least control and input into what actually happens. That was part of what I think so many of my class loved about Tigers Inc. And something we want to keep authentic about it is that there is ownership uh, in the work of the students who are in it. I mean, it, there is no hand-holding, you know, it, it's not Mr. Mernan or the advisors or board members, you know, completing trades on portfolios, managing social media accounts. I mean, all the work, the experiential things in Tigers Inc. are really being done by the students. Um, and so if I wanted to, you know, really think about, well, what could I have done better? I think it's more valuable for me to instead just, you know, relay that through, you know, like the network that I have with Tigers Inc. Um, and, and give back because, you know, in as humbly as I can say, I think I did okay in high school. And, you know, barring me failing a bunch of classes in this next year, I think, you know, I'll have gotten through college and, and done just fine. So um, personally, yeah, I, I like to focus on, you know, what can I do to share and grow programs like Tigers Inc. that have made it, you know, relatively a breeze for me. All right, that's a good way to end. Thank you so much for your time, Chris. Thank you guys for having me. Siento que has dejado de quererme En estos días se te nota diferente Se han vuelto frías tus caricias de repente Dios no lo quiera Porque mi vida está cifrada en tu cariño si Alright, thank you again Chris for coming in Really appreciated that interview uh, And that last track was uh, an old Mexicano track titled Dios no lo quiera from Trio Les Duendes. I figured this is right after Cinco de Mayo, kind of fits the Latin vibes right now. I mean, the sun's coming out, the weather is nice. It's kind of that samba and guajira weather. So, I mean, I've just been loving that lately. And I've just been rocking with it. And I hope you guys rock with it too. And I think another thing you guys can rock with. Uh, the other day, I was talking to a friend of mine's dad. Shout out to uh, Jason Reynolds. Uh, I just ran into him and I was leaving the gym and he told me something that made me think back to this interview. And it said that when you start out, 
that degree you get from college is really important. But, you know, as time goes on, it might it's going to go from the top of your resume to the bottom, and all your experience is going to go up to the top. And that really kind of made me think back to, you know, what Tiger's Inc.'s mission is as a whole and how kind of Chris has lived out that mission throughout his entire life. Whether or not it has anything to do with him representing Tiger's Inc. or him, you know, shamelessly plugging the stuff that he's done, he's kind of gone throughout life with the approach of getting as much experience as possible in whatever he's into because he, he just throws himself a hundred percent into everything that he does and that's something that I'm, I'm really proud to say that you know he's my brother and he's someone that i look up to because i've tried to model that as best as i can and i'm glad that i have that kind of person in my life as family as blood so thank you chris for being that person for me now as we end this episode I'd kind of, I'd like to leave you guys with, again, some more Latin kind of samba, jazzy vibes. And this last track that's going to be playing is the final measures of the Santana classic, Oye Como Va. Now, if you guys don't know the history of this song, it actually is an old, 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 old Latin song that has been covered many times by many artists. But the supernatural shaman. Carlos Santana, to this day, I Will Die on This Hill, has the absolute best recording of the song. It is wonderful. It is off of his 1970s album, Abraxas, and it is something you should definitely listen to. But anyway, these are the last couple measures of it. It's going to send us off into the day. Make it great. Have a good one. I hope you enjoyed it. Peace.